he's kind of taking it in stride the way that a smegbrum would. But we're going to stop and take a short rest while everyone else is being killed around us. Sounds like something I do. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Wizards and Wine. Thanks so much for coming back again this week. And don't forget to like and subscribe and tell two friends who tell two friends who tell two friends you know thing that all of the people ask you to do you really don't have to but we would love it if you did joining me around the table we have renee as Hada, we've got aaron as elizabeth cynthia as zandra janet as meg and of course christine as care and we left care in a bit of a precarious situation last week care was in the middle of a death saving throw find out what happens yeah four god she failed the first nice jail (laughs) yes throw that one in the trash uh okay uh so that's one fail now it's the night hag's turn what can she do is the night hag eastern european also (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's my character from Vampires and Vitae. She has a terrible Russian Icelandic accent. When we play, we play for hours at a time, so she the accent creeps in all the time. At really shockingly inappropriate moments. <laughs> uh, she's casting sleep. Oh. Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points. Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious. All right, so she rolled uh, 19. So who has the lowest hit points? I know it's not Renee. And Care is already unconscious, so that's not going to count. Elizabeth, what's your um, HP? 28. Janet? 39. And uh, Sandra? 57. Oh, damn. Okay. That means that... Do you guys just feel a little bit grot? Uh-huh. You guys just feel a little bit groggy now? <laughs> you doing it, funny. It's so bad. It's so you're bad. Feeling, you're feeling nappy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you suddenly want to have a little cuddle with a little teddy bear in your bed wears your feety pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, Could you imagine if, it. if she was using that other voice from the uh, the or what you call it campaign? You know, the you're not guest. Uh, <laughs> that would be creepy. Okay. You're not yet. You're sleepy now. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, it's your turn. Uh, so everybody is okay. There's one hag that's about ten feet away from where everybody is standing, and uh, the other two are within twenty feet. And I'm unconscious. All right, so yes. um, I'm still gonna hit up my short bow. Okay. Uh, Nineteen to hit. And who are you going after? Uh, the night hag. Okay, that hits. Oh my God! <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Eight to damage. Eight damage. All right. Uh, Zandra? Okay. First, I'm going to cure light wound. Back to AD&D second edition. (laughs) (laughs) God. I'm going to cure wounds on um, care. Yep. Which is... mm, 
I'll do it at second level, which is 2d8 plus 4. 21. 21. All right, Kara, so 21 hit points. Cynthia, is that your turn? That's my action, my bonus action. Yep. I'm going to move the spiritual weapon and smack him. Okay. Uh, which one? The one that's closest to us. Uh, that was the green hag, I believe. Yeah. Okay. 17 to hit. Okay. Uh, that hits. That is... Nine points damage. Okay. That's it. Hada is Guiding up. Bo- Guiding Bolt at the one I attacked before. <laughs> I don't remember which one you attacked last. The water hag? The sea hag? Okay. The hydro hag. Yes. Yeah. Hydro <laughs> hag. <laughs> I like it. 18. That hits. Ooh. So that is 5d6. Damn. And what kind of damage is that? Radiant. Just like Hada. Right? Okay. Five, <laughs> five, six. Four, wait, that can't be right. I, no, I rolled 5d20. D20. <laughs> oh. Am I the only one drinking right now? <laughs> nope. Okay. Anyway. I hit her for 21. And the next attack against her has advantage. Okay. Uh, do you want to do anything with your bonus action to bring that spiritual weapon closer? I can't because I used an actual spell. You need to use. You can't use an actual spell and a bonus action. You have to use on a spell at the same. Can trip and a bonus action. Okay, Capiche. Uh, all right, Janet. Oh. So, I, I would like to, before I. F- Use. I'd like to use spike growth, but I need to know where everybody is. Okay, because... so the green hag is within like 10 feet of you guys, and the other yeah. two are within 20. Oh, but you mean everybody else, the rest of your party. Kind of, yeah, because yeah, for spike growth, the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprouts hard spikes and thorns. So... I'm on the ground. I'm awake now, though. I move then. <laughs> do I get to do growth? Can you roll? Well, <laughs> do a log roll, please. To I the left. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not hitting any of our party. Sure, that's fair. Didn't Sandra heal? Kerr? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still yeah. unconscious. Well, okay. not unconscious, okay. but yeah, yeah, I'm still prone. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yep. Okay. Um, so I will, as long as it doesn't hit, so it's ground within a 20 foot radius. If, if I cast it at, because the range is 150 feet and 20 feet. Is it a sphere? It's a radius, so yeah. 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 So if I cast that at the green hag, because green hag is the farthest and over to the side. No, the green hag is closest to you. I thought it was a sea hag. Okay. Yeah, the green hag is within 10 feet. The other two are within 20. Thank you. Okay. So I will cast it at sea hag and night hag. Okay. I said that this will slow their movement speed as well, right? That's what I'm I'm hoping for. And and when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Right. Yes. Okay. So then we have to do that to figure out how far in the circle they are. It seems I'm sorry, to me we this had the includes math. About the radius of circles the last time you did this. 
I don't want to do math. <laughs> God damn it. I'm pretty sure that Christine got us out of that jam the last time. So, Christine, you know your math, right? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> I oh hang on hang on it might actually tell us here 150 well it might be just 150 feet because it's 150 feet slash 20 feet and has a little picture of a sphere so what is it so 20 foot radius yes so it's gonna be 40 feet diameter so you want to do it behind them so, so cast it behind them yeah and you could probably include you cast it 21 feet away <laughs> Pretty well, yeah. The center has because... to be like twenty feet behind them. Otherwise, oh, but behind them is not going to help. Yeah, because yeah, behind them, they're not going to go be, that way. They'll be on the edge of it. So, like, you have your circles like oh, this, right? Right. So there are centers here. They're going to be like at the edge of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll do that. Um, and do I? I don't roll for that, do I? I don't know. You? I don't know. You no, tell me. I just. <laughs> you I think don't I just. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I just cast it, but because it's not like a damage thing where I'm, you know, throwing a lightning bolt or something. I think it just happens, you know? Yeah, it's just damage, it says. It just kind of happens. Okay. What's the immediate damage? And then when they try to move, then I roll for their damage, right? Yeah. So the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprouts hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Okay. And this is for uh, its concentration up to 10 minutes. The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom or perception check against your spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. Okay. All right. So they're already going to be in it. Yeah. So we don't, there's nothing to roll. It'll happen on their turn, right? Which is now. So 2d4 for every five feet? Yeah. Okay. So Piercing. She's, she's like 10 feet in, so we're going to move her. She's going to come out of it. Oh, there. Let's use these two right here. Sea Hag takes eight damage. Okay, and the Night Hag takes uh, seven damage. Uh, but they're both just outside of, of the circle now. Okay, sorry, the other, so the Night Hag takes seven and Green Hag takes... No, the Sea Hag took eight and the Night Hag took seven. Okay, okay pretty good. Okay, yeah, not bad at all. For a D4, that was great. Um, okay, Care, it's your turn. Care's muttering in Dwarven. Okay. He stands up. Who's closest? Uh, the Green Hag is closest. Okay. Within ten He rages feet. again. Okay. <laughs> Let me mark that off. He has his glaive out this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot last one, but I'll do it this time. And I'll make uh, it was ranged last time, so he wasn't confident enough. But I get two attacks. So first attack is twenty-two. That hit. Two damage. Two damage. Oh, sorry, twelve. Twelve damage. Okay. Yeah. And second attack. That is twenty-one to hit. Yeah, it hits. And that is ten damage. Okay. All the while swearing into Orvin. No idea what he's saying myself, but that's what he's doing. Uh, all right, so it's the Night What's Hag's that? turn, and she's going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement. 
gotta look that one up. I don't think I've ever cast Ray of Enfeeblement before. Oh, like as it. lovely as Death Glare. <laughs> uh, so Ray of Enfeeblement, and uh, she's going to target Meg. Uh, a black beam of enervating, enerving, uh, enerving, enervating. No, enervating. What does that mean? I've never heard that word before. Neither. Sounds like it sucks. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that kind of energy springs from her finger towards uh, Meg. Uh, okay. A ranged spell attack against the target. So. Um, I would like to use my reaction. Spirit shield. Whoa. Uh, beginning at sixth level, the guardian spirits that aid you can provide supernatural protection to those you defend. If you are raging and another creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. Oh, wow. Okay. A 20, Meg. I assume that hits. Yeah. Okay. And on a hit, the target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. So really, it's a de it's a defensive one. So... Uh. Um, you, if you attack with, uh, like Shillelagh, for example, uh, you only get um, half damage um, if it uses a strength as your modifier. Does that make sense? You're asking me. Yeah, that sounds right, though, right? So a target. Oh, so if you try to hit one of the hags with your Shillelagh, yeah. you're only going to do half damage. So when you're using a weapon that you use your strength as your modifier and your damage. Yeah. Um, it's basically you. You don't have the strength to have your full effect. Yes. That's what okay. the enfeeblement is. It, it makes you more feeble. Feeble. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're only doing half the damage. Um, okay. And uh, Janet, at the end of uh, your next turn, you're going to make a Constitution saving throw against the spell, and if you succeed, the spell ends. But. Can I use, so hang on though, I have Hellish Rebuke. Can I use that as a reaction? Does it say you there's can? There's no damage reaction? associated with this one. Yeah, there's no damage. That's what I tried to do too. Yeah. To help if, if it was yeah. damage based, but it's not. Yeah, there's no, yeah, you're no. not taking any damage. You're just delivering half damage when you attack again. If you're using um, a weapon. It basically made you feel strength. a little weak. Yeah. And when okay. you hit, if you hit something with a strength based attack, you're yep. gonna only do half damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, For my next turn. Okay. Correct. Uh, Elizabeth, you're up. All right. So they're how far? About. Uh, they're all within ten feet at this feet. point. Yeah. All right. So still using my short bow. Okay. On the. The night hag. Uh, so just remember the uh, the. Nineteen. The, the wet hag is glowing because he advantage against. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. Five damage. On the night hag still? Yep. Xandra. Okay. As my action, I'm going to use a cantrip and do Eldritch Blast, which is... On who? The glowy one. Okay, so the sea hag. And I'm sick level, so I can do two beams, both at her. Okay. It's a d10. Ooh, 25. 25? That hits. So, uh, it's two of them, so they're d10 each. Which one are you attacking? The, the glowy one? Did you roll twice? I mean, because you might no. get a critical. Okay. It's always, worth, it's always worth it. No. I hit one with the first one. So, it's 
17 points damage. Okay, as the two beams hit the sea hag, uh, you hear the other two shriek, and please explain to me how this sea hag meets her demise. <laughs> the two beams hit her simultaneously. They kind of do a bit of an arc around and zero in in the middle of her chest, and she goes... <laughs> <laughs> she kind of explodes. She exploded, and then my bonus action—I'm going to smack them, smack one of the others with my uh, doohickey thing. Okay, so that you have the green hag and the night feather. hag still my standing. Twenty-five to hit. Yeah, that hits. Ten points damage. Uh, which one? Sorry. One of the others—that's cl- the closest one to us. Uh, they're uh, the green hag actually is closer, so another ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Renee. I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds on the Green Hag. Okay. So that is 17. That hits. It's 4d10. Whoa, 4d10. Damn. That's 12 damage. She's not looking so hot. She goes, owie, owie, owie. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Janet, remember at the end of this turn, you have to make a con saving throw. That was mumbling. So, and I'm trying to remember if I only get the half damage that I'm allowed to do if I use a weapon, right? Oh, only if it's a strength-based weapon. So if you're doing like a bow, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, if you're using your shillelagh, I guess that's strength-based. Right. Um, I kind of want to do Thunder Wave, but it might take out everybody in my path. Yeah. Probably will, yeah. Yep. Never mind. Uh, flame arrows. Yep, gonna do flame arrows at. So sea hag is still alive. No, the green hag and the night hag. I'm going to point at the green hag. Okay. And does I have to reroll it? Did its little sideways thing. Okay. Eleven. Does eleven hit? Does not hit. Any bonus action? So I have to do a con saving. Uh, no. Yes. Con saving throw. I can't remember what you had to beat, though. Hang on. Oh, plus one. Right. Oh, I rolled 19 plus one, 20. Yep, that's going to save. So the spell has ended, so you're no longer enfeebled. Enfebbled. Okay. <laughs> Cross that off my little paper, then. Uh, now it is the green hag, and she is going to scoot right up into Meg's face for a claw attack. Does an 18 hit. Yep. Okay. Uh, nine damage. Uh, yep. But hang on, if I could do my reaction thingy. Uh huh. Your hellish ring. Thank you. you. There it is. Yep. I'm gonna do that. So you said nine points of damage, though, right? Yes. Okay. Um, one reaction, which you take in response to being damaged by a creature within sixty feet of the, you that you can see. So I point my finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the creature that damaged me, and uh, she's momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must take uh, make a dex saving throw. Okay. And takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay, her dex. Uh, does 11 save? So I have 12. And you rolled what, 11? 11. 11. Yeah. 11. Okay, so she didn't so save, failed. so she so rolled damage? 
Okay. So my damage, hang on here, because it says damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level above first. And this is... This is a reaction, so I don't think you can do... Well, it says when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level, level or higher, the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level above first. So were you casting it at first or second or third, if you have third level spells? Second. Okay. So it's like 700 d10s. My poor green hag, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hang on. It's, we start off with two d10s. So you're rolling And then three. I get one more, so three d10s. Yes. I'm going to use the fancy thing here. So oh, hang on. I'm not doing well, guys. I'm fine. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> um, I already had drinks, uh, like, after work, or a drink after work, so I'm already a little bit loopy. Um, what did I say? Three? Three D10s. D10s? Yeah. God damn it. So seven, eight, nine, thirteen. Thirteen damage. Okay. The the green yep. hag and the night hag both howl in pain. Describe to me how the green hag meets her demise. She uh, basically lights up in flames, mm -hmm. gets all crispy, crispy flesh. It's the best smell of all. Barbecue. I kind of witch. picture her shriveling. Yeah, right? Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like a, a burning leaf kind of thing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Delicious. Okay, so you're Delicious. down to the night hag, and we're back at the top of the uh, order. So, Christine, what's Care going to do now? He, like, marches right over to the night hag. Okay. Keeps, like, a 10 feet distance thing and starts attacking her with the glaive. Okay. Uh, 18. That hits. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. Second attack. That is 11. Okay. Does that hit? Oh, your second roll was 11. The uh, 11 doesn't yeah. hit. Sorry, I was thinking 11 damage. She is going to uh, fire magic missile again. And she's aiming it squarely into Kerr's chest. Uh, Magic missile. Is that a... Oh, wait. She just rolls damage. One? Never mind. Oh, just damage. Okay, so yeah. it just happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's an automatic hit. Yeah. Um, why can I, I... Magic missile is one of my favorite spells, but I can never remember how the damage works. How the... How the so damage. D4 plus one. Yeah. So eight, nine, ten damage. Okay. Magic missile. So that's that force stuff again. So... Yes. No, uh, no saves against. Okay. Elizabeth, it's your turn. <laughs> I can use some healing. <laughs> All right. Are they within five feet of us yet? Uh, she's within no? ten. All right. So, <laughs> short bow. Okay. Eleven. Doesn't hit. Uh, Zandra? How hurt is she looking? She's not looking too bad. I'm going to do the Eldritch Blast on her again. And, and then smack her with the spiritual weapon. So, Eldritch Blast first. 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And it's the two streams of Eldritch Blast. Mm -hmm. So, 9 points damage. And then the spiritual weapon's going to smack her. 17 to hit. Hits. Woohoo! 12. 
Anything else? No, that's all I have left. <laughs> okay. Renee, uh, what's Hayda up to? I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on Care. Okay. 2d8 plus 3... 13 hit points. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, is that your turn? That's it. Okay. That was out of character. He mostly just grunts. Yeah. <laughs> Meg. I'm going to get out my flame arrows again. Okay. Uh, I am... Well, obviously, it's just a night hag left, right? Yes. And how far is she? Within 10 feet. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Okay. Does 13 hit? Does not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Anything else you have? Any bonus actions or anything? No. Okay. Care? Uh, Glaive again. Uh, nine. Doesn't that was the hit. first attack. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Second attack is 19. That hits. And damage is 10 damage. Okay. Now it's her turn, and she's going to cast uh, Sleep. Uh, 5d8. Uh, 15, 23, 27. And Care, I believe you have the least amount of hit points, so you're asleep. I'm at 24 right now. Yeah, so you are asleep. Yeah, falls back. Starts snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Probably drops his glaive. Uh, Let me just check and see, because I don't know if she has any bonus actions. I don't think. Nope. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, it's your turn. Short bow again. 23. Uh, That hits, yes. Six damage. Plus six damage, you said? Yep. Okay. She's starting to stagger a little bit. She's not doing so hot, but she's not doing so bad either. (laughs) That's pretty exact and precise. Mm -hmm. Um, Zandra. Yeah. What's she Eldritch Blast. What's you go- what? Eldritch Blast? Okay. For my action. 20 to hit. That hits. And two beams. That one's clocked. Ten. Woohoo! 20 points. 20 points damage? Yeah. I rolled two tens. Okay. Sweet. And then my, my feather. Okay. <laughs> 18 to hit. Uh, that hits. 10 points damage. Tell me how you knock her down. So the surroundings, is this like an open space or what? Yeah, so it's like a, how wide did I say? Like a 12 foot wide bridge that you're on. There's really nothing underneath it. It's just a little bit of fog and then black underneath it. Is there a space, a clear space between her and the building that we just came out of. Uh, behind you guys, yes. That's what it's gonna do. It's gonna smack her from behind and splatter into the building. Ew! So you guys are but gonna cover her guts too? We're between her and the building, so it's gonna splatter if, over if us. Her, she'll go up high enough. <laughs> That's very funny. Rody, duck and yeah. run, duck and run. Yeah. Everybody, duck and run. Real sorry, <laughs> but I, I feel like you guys... Duck and roll, duck and roll. You guys are, uh, I'm sorry, unfortunately covered in bits of night hag. Now, Gross. Care rolls over. <laughs> He's still sleeping. 
right. when does that end anyway right uh, a minute or like smacking his lips yeah right or uh unless somebody like smacks you and, and wakes you up i am thankful that i'm carrying a shield so you guys uh to have taken out the three hags and uh it was actually a relatively simple fight once <laughs> you guys got into it as you turn around you see you know your your various people that you met at night's defiance and their various fights and all at once rushing out the front door there seems to be a menagerie of animals you've got like bears that have come running out you've got carl the battle ostrich is coming running out the front door Yay, Carl! and there's a few horses <laughs> so who was afraid of horses aaron i need you to um roll for sanity check god it's been so long uh, is care still sleeping <laughs> I don't know that. Well, yeah, I guess. So, anyone wake me up? They woke care up before I logged out. I'll wake. They, they up. were talking about it, but I don't think anything happened. Right. I'll wake care up. Okay. I roll an eighteen, and my sanity was a thirteen. Okay, so you're good. I get my javelin. Is it still there? The one I threw at the beginning. Yes. So all of these different animals come running out of the building. Behind them comes Hagen. He runs and, enjoys, and joins your group, and he's like, "Oh gosh, you know, thanks. I'm really glad that you guys are all okay. And you know, things are things are getting pretty hairy up there. And as you turn and look, you see like Darshan up there fighting some monster that you've never seen before. There's tentacles waving around. You see Bozki, and he's using his stored breath weapon that he has in his mechanical arm, and that's opening up. And the monster he's fighting falls. Uh, Smegbrum is in on the action. He seems to be tangled up with like three different monsters, um, but he definitely has the upper hand. It seems as though Criella is struggling a little bit with another magic user. And you see one big blast and Criella falls from huh. the side of the building. And oh, is she nearby? Can we... <laughs> Oh, no, she falls. Trying to catch her? Not, not for long. Yeah, she she falls from the side of the building <laughs> and just disappears into oh, okay. the nothingness. The next thing you know, you see a circle open up underneath Hagen. You see these tentacles come up and they grab Hagen and pull him down into the black circle, and it disappears. And you're left with no time to react. The rock. No, there's no time to react. It's just the hole opens. They reach, they pull down. Oh no. And you see all of this happening and you're seeing more and more of the people that you have come to recognize in Knight's Defiance falling um, against the monsters. I would like you to tell me what you want to do next. <laughs> Figure out what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. I, I jump on Carl so he doesn't run away and completely disappear on me. Okay. Care's gonna risk a sanity check to look where Corella might have fallen. Okay. Into the nothing, I guess. Sure, yeah. Just to be sure. Mm -hmm. uh, let me bring up my notes for. I failed. Oh, no. <laughs> Six, and I've gotta be 12. So you look over the edge and you immediately regret your decision. <laughs> but I will tell you, nope, you nope, didn't. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I will tell you that uh, you oh. did not spot Criella. She's not there. So does that mean my sanity score drops? Yes. Because I failed it? 
Do I ever get that back? Um, I think so. I feel like every time we do this and this cap comes up, I'm left trying to remember how that works, and I'm gonna have to say the same thing again. I can't remember what we agreed on, but I know... Hang on. I think I'm the first one to fail it. Hang on. First. Oh, my white book is downstairs. You know what? I'll answer that question. If I don't answer that question by the time we play, like, Blech. yeah, it just... Future. Yeah. Poke me about It'll it. It'll come up when it comes up. Yeah, yeah. Poke um, me about it. So Kara's shaking yep. <laughs> a little bit. Mm -hmm. Walks back towards the gate. Okay. Uh, he's at 24. He's less than half his health, so he could use a, another cure wounds or something. If anyone I have can. another cure wounds. Yeah, let me get over there. Let me help you out. We haven't rested since we fought the hags the first time. Mm-hmm. We didn't really fight that time. Really. I don't know. I'm just. I've seen that. I think like, Hada took like... like seven points of damage, but that was it. Yeah, I got like three spells left. Care did nothing. First yeah. level. So. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm hurting right now. Mm -hmm. I was pretty. I was okay. Um, Care, do you need uh, cure wounds? I could use some healing. Yes, please. Let me do that for you. As we discuss what we're, what's going to happen next. Let me help you. Uh, Which, technically, we points. can't really leave this place without some sort of wizard. And Kara's saying that as he's pretending that he didn't just get shaken back there. Spellcasting. Okay, I'm giving you your healing four. Hang on here. Ability modifier. So, plus four healing. Four? Yeah. Yeah. Just take a short four-hour break. During the invasion, right? No, during... it's a short rest is at least one hour long. Four hours in a long rest was well, considering so like we just went, we're gonna like, stop and... through the lich and but we're gonna stop and take a short rest while everyone else is being killed around us. That's true. Sounds Never like mind. something I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we have to make a decision, don't we? Are you guys going back inside? Well, it was like void up that way, so. Correct, yeah. Yeah, I'm going yeah, back inside. I guess so. Okay, so as you go back inside, you're starting to see almost like a triage set up inside. So you're seeing a lot of people who have been wounded. Meg, remember the friend that you played dragon chess with? Yes. Okay, you see her. What was her name? I have notes on her, yeah. You know what? I can't remember, and I was trying to find it. Oh. And Atlee? Atlee. Yes. Dragon chess player. Atlee. Yes. Okay, so you see Atlee. And uh, she's work looking, you know, worse for wear. Uh, she's uh, she's been bandaged. She's got, uh, you know, her arm is in a sling, and she's got uh, a leg that is, you know, kind of mangled. Um, you see, as you do. I I mean, you know, she's fighting monsters. Yeah. She's, she's got a bandage kind of a around her head, and she's got blood kind of dripping down her face. And she sees you, and she kind of like nods acknowledging that you're walking by as you go further in you see just the familiar faces that have been around Knights Defiance but you guys haven't really spent a whole lot of time with the people that you have spent a lot of time with like you're seeing Darjan as you're walking by and you see windows looking to the outside um, you're seeing glimpses of, of Darjan fighting the big tentacle thing you see she's actually making a little bit of progress she's actually getting a little bit of the upper hand and and you know that she's managing to uh, use her magic and she's been cutting off tentacles as she goes you see Smegbrum Smegbrum has this giant baseball bat but it, it looks like it's doing magic as he swings it it's almost like it does a sonic boom when he swings <laughs> it 
so every time Tara's he... like stroking his beard while he's watching <laughs> yeah. this. Right? A little jealous. Right? Yeah. You know, every time he swings it, it's knocking back the things that he's fighting. And as they fall off the side, they fall into the void of nothing. You see Bosky doing his thing. He's got his mechanical arm and he's got his rapid fire crossbow that he's using to uh, knock down the, the people around him. And as they start to make more and more progress, they start to come closer and closer and closer to the inside of the building. And finally, it goes quiet. Doesn't seem like there's any of the bad guys left. There are some people from Knights Defiance who are going along and, you know, like First World War probably it happened where they had the rifles with the sticky ends on the bits and they would go Muskets. around and find the wounded and kill them. Oh, bayonet. yeah. That's like, bayonet. Bayonet. Right? bayonet. Bayonet. Thank you. Not the sticky bit. Bayonet. They, the pokey uh, bit, not sticky. <laughs> pokey I was thinking bit. a stick going in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a musket. Yes, but you come there are people from yeah. Knights Defiance who are her are doing that kind of patrol. As they kill them, they're kind of pushing them off of the edge of the headquarters, and they're falling into the void of nothing. The good news is that uh, you do see three out of the four wizards that used to work with Criella, uh, or that worked with Criella. Um, they still seem to be standing, so they are still able to hold this pocket dimension that Criella created intact. This is, you know, kind of a precarious situation <laughs> all of a sudden. You see Bosky come inside and, I mean, he's winded, yeah, but he's definitely, his demeanor is definitely much different than it was, than his lackadaisical kind of attitude that he had when you guys were going to spy on the Lich. He's back to the very gruff, very serious Bosky that you guys met shortly after Canticle Bay. You see Smegbrum come down. He doesn't really seem all that affected, you know. He's kind of taking it in stride the way that a Smegbrum would. Isn't really talking too much about inspiration, but uh, he's definitely, you know, walking through the halls. Seemingly, again, kind of unbothered by the stuff that's happened. Uh, and you run into Darjan, who comes inside. And she sees you guys, and she asks you about Pete. Have you seen Pete? Pete took a portal. We'd like to know too. Didn't he? Yeah. Left. Criella fell over the side. <laughs> Look over there. That's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, pardon me, Pete? Pete is gone? He left. That was before the, the lich thing. That was before the lich. Wait, before you guys left with Bozkey, Pete was gone. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure, like, and he's scratching his beard. Pretty sure we mentioned it. Okay. Uh, and she's like, and Criella, what did you say? She fell over the side. Outside. When we were outside battling the three hags, she fell over the side. Oh, we don't I'm know where she went. I'm dragging a hag's head with me. <laughs> <laughs> I which one? Which one? Off, and I got the. The, what were they? A sea hag? Uh, the green one burned, so that probably won't be very good. So right. night yeah, hag or sea hag? Yeah. Night hag. Night hag. Okay. Uh, I got cool. the night hag's head with me. Okay. Dragging it behind Drag, you. holding it by its hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. With this news of Criella's dis- demise and Pete's disappearance, Darjan turns on her boot heel and heads up the stairs towards the library. Shortly after she heads in that direction, you actually see the Aarakocra again out of the library and the librarian uh has you know he's carrying a bow and he's got a quiver of arrows on his back and 
He looks very much like an Aarakocra on a mission. He doesn't really look like he's messing around too much either. And he kind of nods at uh, the five of you in passing, and he heads up the stairs towards the library to follow Darshan. And that, girls, is where we're going to stop for this week. And that wraps up the show for this week, but we'll be back next week. However, it'll be a little bit different. What we're going to be doing next week is character creation for Vampire the Masquerade V5. Not sure if you know, but we actually have a sister podcast called Vampires and Vitae. And uh, the coming weeks, the storyteller from Vampires and Vitae will be doing a one-shot with the girls from Wizards and Wine. So next week features uh, the girls walking through their character creation for Vampire the Masquerade. So we hope that you join us for that. If you haven't yet, by all means, check out our sister podcast, Vampires and Vitae. You can find it in all of the usual places. And we hope that you'll join us for the character creation next week and the one shot as well. Until next Tuesday, always drink responsibly and always carry a D20. Will our inveterate inebriates manage to stagger to a victory over the adversity that hampers their imbibing? Or will their hangovers hamper their hearty adventures? Will they ever garner enough coin to clear their bar tab? Tune in next week for more antics of Vim and Vino. Don't miss out on more Wizards and Wine.